John Farquhar's family has owned a farm in western New South Wales for many years. His father was quite a character who, among other things, bought a Land Rover in the early 50s, which has stamped its character both on the farm and on his local community. John is a good friend of our artist-in-resident, Dean Oliver. So I thought it'd be good to have a chat with John, and I began by asking him how the purchase of this Series 1 Land Rover came about. He had a very good friend, family friend, that he'd known all his years, almost a brother, I suppose. Dad was a single child. And um, so his mate had a farm at Albion Park, and he bought this Land Rover, and their farms, when they were kids, weren't far apart. So we called him uncle, even though he wasn't, but he used it on the farm. And when it came up for sale, I don't know, probably 10, he must have, Huckle Avon must have had 10 or 15 years. And he wanted to purchase another vehicle. Um, so Dad said, right, oh, well, I'll buy that Land Rover off you. So he purchased it off Uncle Avon and we've had it ever since. So. So that would have been, what, the early 50s? I believe it was a 53. I've got the book at home. Uh, I've got the book out, Bush. Um, I believe it was a 53, David, yeah, but in that era. Your father had some experience with them in New Guinea, was it? Well, I think it was the islands, yeah. They used to run up and down the beaches with them, yeah. They, uh, with the geranium used to stand up in the salt water and when the chassis rusted out, they just cut bits out of 44s and patch them up and keep them going. (laughs) They were great vehicles, yeah. You owned farms, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. We used it on the farm. It was, I think they got side-by-sides now, similar things. Took them 60 years to catch on, but they were great little. You're in out um, and they used to, I know my uncle used to, cart the milk cans down to the front gate in it and then kids off to school and then we used it on the farm. It was full of tools and toolboxes and fencing pliers and a mobile workshop. Um, you could, I think you could put a PDO shaft on them. I think there's a place where you could put a PDO shaft on them. We used to pull harrows around the paddock in them. They were a workhorse. That's nearly 70 years ago. Where's the car now? Yeah, I've got it in the shed. Amongst other stuff. (laughs) It's had a new engine. Yeah, we put a six cylinder Holden in it. I've still got the original four cylinder Land Rover engine. Had an alloy head back then. So um, the I think it was a what size are the Holden engines? One six something. Oh, one six six one was a cubic inch. One six one cubic inches. Could have been that. It was only a smaller six cylinder, but not near the motor. Land Rover motor was. It had a lot of torque and pull, yeah. So it would have been made for a motor to rev a bit, whereas the Land Rover's motor was from almost zero revs up. Yeah, it was a big, torquey, long stroke, whereas the Holden was a high rev and metal square engine. So, yeah. But anyway, it did the job. I found it hard to get parts for the old Land Rover motor at that stage, and we haven't started motor trouble. And they're difficult English to work on. Yeah, uh, we got I got sick of pulling things off it, so 
someone to stick this Holden motor in it, which before it did the job, so it was fine. With very little, you had to do very little changeover on it. Your father, how did he, he use it on the farm, but did he use it as day-to-day running about? Oh, yeah, we're in it every day. It was our main vehicle. It just never stopped. <laughs> Even the fuel gauge on it still works, David, so... <laughs> What sort of trips between where and where? He used to take it on, you know, not just down to the shop, although down to the shops from the farm is probably quite a distance. Yeah, when he first bought it off Uncle Avon, which would have been in the 60s, mid-60s probably, I was only a little fella. Uh, we used to go and get firewood in the bush for our smoke combustion stove, which you could do then. Um, so it used to just run down, take us to school, uh, and then he bought a dairy farm in Kangaroo Valley, so he commuted for two years from Kyama to Kangaroo Valley in it. How far would that be? Uh, it used to take about an hour. Yeah, about an hour, yeah. I don't know how far in kilometres, but yeah. He probably wouldn't have travelled at a very high speed, would he? No, I don't think it only did about 40 or 50 mile an hour back then, David. Yeah. And Dad used to putter a bit. He never flogged it. Possibly to the annoyance of uh, cars behind them? Oh, yes, yes. I can remember coming home at night from the farm and there'd be a string of lights behind us. Dad would say, well, I'm saving their lives for them. They don't realise it. I'm sure they're just pulling their hair out, but anyway... (laughs) They took you to school. That was you and your your, your brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got two sisters, yep, yep. That was when we were in Kiyama, yep. How did they fit in? You had to get in the back, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It had two little sort of uh, north-south-east, north-south. Oh, okay. In the back. Yeah. And you could jump in there and like a little troop carrier sort of thing. So three seats across the front and... And then whatever you could fit in the back, because you didn't have many rules back then. So, and towards the end, uh, his use of the vehicle, how did he use it? Was it did it stay registered? No, no, it didn't. It didn't have any brakes for many years. We did get it when we put the whole motor in it. We got it all revamped and registered. But when we moved out bush, well, it was only mainly on the farm and crossing crossing the road, so we had a road dividing our farm, so we didn't take it to town back then. Mm. Um, it was just the farm vehicle. As a farm vehicle, what did you have in it? What was it like? Well, he took the soft top off. When we first bought it off Uncle Avon, it had those, you know, the, they were the the British racing car green, or I don't know what they were, that dark green, Yeah, and it had the soft canvas top on it. Well, Dad... The canvas top was a was needing some work, so Dad took that off, and he used to do sheet metal work. So he put a uh, I don't know, it was wouldn't have been sixteen gauge, probably twenty gauge or something. But anyway, he covered it all in, and we just he just left a hole in the in the back of it above the tailgate, which that was canvas, so he could roll it up, and otherwise it was a hard top. And then he had it painted grey. I don't know why he chose grey, but it was he got it resprayed grey, uh, and that's how it is 
today with the hard top bonnet and the, and mm. the canvas in, entry flap at the back where the tailgate is. So, and we had all tools and toolboxes and fencing gear under the seat. They were great because they were a square thing and everywhere there was a shelf. So it didn't matter what you had. I mean, they didn't have cup holders back then. You didn't need. You had plenty of shelves. So it was. They were great. Very practical. <laughs> it didn't matter if the dog rode in it or anything. Oh, dog was always in the back. Yeah, yeah, dog was always in the back, and there was no partition between the back and the front. So he was always pushing, pushing the other way to get his head out the side windows to get the fresh air and see where we were going. So it was a bit of a circus. Yeah. Your father was impressed with it, of course, good enough to buy another one? Yes, he bought another one in 1977, I think, 76 in that era. It was built by Leyland then and it was a, a patch on the old one quality-wise. So he didn't keep it long. He's very disappointed. You found that you had trouble getting it going and to start it up? Yeah, you'd have to go out to the garage half an hour before mum was ready to leave to go to town to get this thing started. And later we found it had no idling jet in it and I don't know what else was wrong with it, but it was hard. It really hadn't changed much from the 50s, just the three seats across the front. It was a short wheelbase one and didn't ride as well as the 53 model. It was hard riding thing and... Yeah, so he didn't keep it. He, he ditched it and was very disappointed that they'd fallen away in quality like that. Did you ever complain about the first one being uncomfortable? No, no, but it was back in the day. They were all a bit like that then, weren't they? In the 50s, didn't have a heater, didn't have air conditioning, didn't have power steering, none of that, but that was normal. A radio, AM, FM? No, no. Just listen to the engine purring along, David. <laughs> pull your beanie down a bit harder in the wintertime. So. <laughs> and that was John Farquhar, whose family has a farm in western New South Wales.